guys. Beer. Sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you, boys. Hey, Sean. Hey, good to see you, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Another yeah, week. Yeah. Another week down. Another another week down. Yeah. It's been a crazy week, right? Hey, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, my beer choice today. Silver City Brewery down in Bremerton. The great thing is the Red Shop Red Ale. Uh, probably my favorite beer right now. So I don't know what you've got in your glass, but here's where I'm rolling. How's it taste like? Magic. Magic. So I got myself here from, uh, this is from 2015 Gottagen Street. Gottagen Street. No, Gottagen Street out in. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not Gottagen Street. Yeah, yeah. Gottagen, Gottagen Street out in Halifax, Nova Scotia. <laughs> Propeller Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. Limelight. So I've, uh, you know, I've had Bud Light, Lime, I've had other Lime beers, but yeah. I, I really like the, the naming of this Limelight because yeah. it's named after one of my favorite Rush songs. So yeah. I was like, I got to give this a try. Yeah. And it's just like what it is. It's Lime and beer and uh, it's yeah. good for summer. And it's light. It's light for your uh, girlish figure. So that cheers. is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Cheers. <laughs> mm. All right. Yes. Well, what have, you been, what have you been watching this week? It's been uh, an exciting week in sports. I feel like uh, a lot of interesting matchups, playoffs kicking in both uh, hockey and basketball. So, you know, I know you've been following the NHL closely. So what have you been seeing? Man, um, so NHL, I, I was expecting some seven games to come out of there. I'm actually surprised that uh, the longest all these went is the six. Um, I really was starting to get invested with that Montreal series because it was just, I mean, Philadelphia for being a number one seed looked very fallible considering yeah. that, you know, you're only get winning by one, nothing or two, nothing. And at one point, I think going into game five, they were three games to one scoring five goals, like lowest amount of goals scored for that team. Uh, blew my mind. I was, I was, I thought Montreal had a puncher's chance then at that point, especially when they came back there in uh, game five, five, three. And last night, man, they put up a good fight. Philadelphia didn't have a lot of shots, but the shots that they took, they took advantage of it. And uh, yeah. nothing worse than nothing worse than a deflected shot. Cause Carey price, he's going to be one of the, the, if not one of the best, I mean, if not the best, one of the best goaltenders in the NHL, and he'll stop anything coming better be, out of Better be lucky to be good, though, right? Better be lucky to be oh, good. Oh, well, oh, that's that deflected shot, buddy. That's how that well, goes. Well, that's, that's the worst part is, like, that's the way that they were scoring is screening him and deflecting shots off of off yeah. of his own players. That's the worst. <laughs> it's like so – it becomes an so own dirty. goal. <laughs> it's so dirty. dirty. And you yeah. see him, too. He's just looking at them like – Yep, yep. <laughs> terrible, right? You can't do nothing about it. It's got to be terrible to have someone – rifle something at you that fast and your reaction time is so cut in half because people are in front of you like just think about like the logistics it feels so terrible you know what i mean like that's like oh god it feels terrible i i can't even imagine they were down two nothing to start in yeah. less yeah. than a few minutes it's, and i was like oh no <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean as big as we are 
right? I don't know that I could put pads on and sit in front of a goal and have someone skate at me and fire a puck and I could block it. I could probably block a couple, but not. Oh, I think you got to be a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But uh, just the thought of that is crazy. But then the thought of it, of shortening that distance by not being able to see the puck until it flies by somebody else just feels, you know. Oh, yeah. Crazy to me. Like, and the worst. And then NFL, like the guys that catch balls, like through other defenders' hands, like it's a miracle. You know what I mean? Like this, the concentration that takes is uh, elite. I guess that's why those guys are pro athletes, right? So, so like, like OBJ with that one handed grab, I mean, beautiful, beautiful. But I mean, yeah. when you're talking about that close yeah. distance, when you really do think about that, because uh, NHL, uh, it's a smaller rink. Because if you, if you watch Olympics, right? Because I, I think a lot of Americans, uh, well, a lot of Americans are actually very educated in hockey now, I find. Yeah. But uh, yeah. if you watch the Olympics, it's a wider rink, a lot more action for play. When you're like this, when you're in a smaller rink, it just becomes a lot more of a chippier game. And definitely, yeah. I mean, when, when the puck's ping-ponging off of everywhere, it's crazy. Uh, I was watching yeah. the Colorado series. I am happy the Colorado took care of Phoenix. Everybody was saying Phoenix was this great dark horse because they had uh, Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel. So, you know, uh, great, fantastic. Colorado just came out and just smack, smack, just smack them around. I mean, 7-1, 7-1. I mean, yeah. and then what really yeah. ticked me off, I love Nazim Kadri. He used to play in Toronto. His two playoff runs with Toronto – he gets suspended for both of them, right? Like, gone. He shows up in this one. Uh, those games he played, I think he had five goals, two assists, seven points in, like, four games. Like, where, where was that? <laughs> where was that in Toronto, man? Well, it was at home. It was at home. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, – The frustration, right? It's, it's, like it's, it's always hard for me to watch players, you know, even as – Agencies evolve, right? And so yeah. players move around a lot more than normal. Like watching someone that you rooted for go to another team and like really show their potential is tough. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, it's so very tough. You're like, hey, why wasn't that the here? Like, yeah, yeah, know, it's, uh, it's difficult. Well, and the other thing too you is know, that the past, like when Marshawn came from your Bills, like Marshawn was good and played for your Bills, but he wasn't beast mode. No, no. Beast mode happened in Seattle. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, when you have a look at uh, the two past Stanley Cup champions, uh, St. Louis Blues, Washington Capitals, both eliminated, both gone. So now, I mean, who knows who's going to win? Uh, Tampa's a favorite. Philadelphia, if they turn the game around, yeah. And on the yeah. West Coast, I mean, I'm, there's only one Canadian team left, the Canucks. And yeah. they play great. They're, I think they're too young. They've been going really well. Oh man, they're well, too young. But sometimes to know what in, they did. in this, in this, uh, yeah. But sometimes that's okay, right? Sometimes the young, fearless, oh. don't yeah. have the yips because they don't have the ability to know what the yips are yet. Like that's really worth something. Like that's. Uh, well, nobody, you know. nobody thought. Nobody thought. Yeah. Nobody gave them a chance because you're going up against the yeah. Stanley Cup champions, St. Louis Blues, and uh, yeah. they they came out and they 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 completely took over that series. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's great. So now we're starting already. Like, there's no rest. We're starting into the second round tonight. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's fascinating uh, that, you know, the last two champions are out, right? Because we talked about how what championship means, you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. for a, just from an edge. Um, and then this, uh, this bubble play is so fascinating to me because 
you know, there's just no travel, right? No one's in their own beds. There's really no advantage. And so you're seeing it really, I think, shake up how the world goes. You know, that's just the thing. Home court matters, I think. Home ice, whatever we're calling it, right? Uh, familiarity, yeah. it matters and it just kind of takes all of it out. And it almost, it doesn't level the field because I feel like there's definitely talent between rosters that is yeah. different. That's why you have seed. But man, from an advantage, you know, like you're not getting it. Like no. being, you know, being the, the home team on a neutral site is, is not really it. But, you know, other than your guy controls the fake noise that comes in. So I guess you yeah. have that going, but the energy is just not there. No, I, I, I agree with that there. Um, what, 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 I, what I think, though, is that because you have no travel, you have no fatigue. You know, it's just yeah, regular bumps and bruises. No. Uh, it, it, so, so, okay, you're not getting the home, home cooking, if you yeah. want to say. But at the same yeah. hand, you know, you're sleeping in a different bed every night. You're not sleeping in your own bed and then have to get up, go on an airplane, fly out yeah. somewhere, and then play. Yeah, it's after. 100% that. Yeah. So, yeah, but they've been in that bed now for how long? How long is it? I mean, I know in the NBA, they've been in there since July, right? So we're talking six weeks now. They've been sleeping in that same room. Yep. Got to be familiar. Yep. You know what I mean? They're set up to it. We all know how adaptive people are, right? Like, you know, once oh, you yeah. get on, yeah. once you're away for a while, you're just away. And so well, that's not it. having that's to travel it. time zones, not being in the air, all those things make a difference. I think that's why you're going to see a bit of a resurgence for the older guys, right? That's oh, where it comes to Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we were talking about last week, Sunday, there, Tuka Rask leaving Boston, um, you know, uh, I guess that they released something there over during the week, just basically stating that, uh, I guess his daughter was having some sort of problems. And I mean, I understand at the same hand though, I'm also like, maybe you shouldn't have came, you know, like right off the bat. Like, I don't know, especially if if, if that's happening is two hours before a game. But I respect the man. Yeah. He, he said what he was going to do. And Boston really does, is not affected because you have those two goaltenders. So I think Boston is yeah. still a favorite. So. Yeah. yeah, fascinating to watch. I think it's interesting uh, in this day and age, just the access we have to information and how we feel about how we should be seeing it. Well, I, I wanted to talk about some of the things there. Cause like, we're going to have to talk about NFL football here shortly. I mean, just yeah. there's, 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 you know, like you and I, you know, you know, Oh, buddy. I saw that too. Uh, there's speaking <laughs> <laughs> of guys used to root for that went to a different team. I love Earl. Earl has, has been one of my favorite Seahawks ever, but watching his, uh, his efforts in Baltimore is a bit satisfying for me. Well, you know, like I, I've been hearing, like you know, Doug Peterson, uh, Matthew Stafford uh, was a you know false positive of COVID, right? But these guys, they have no real expectation of privacy because everybody needs to know what their health situation yeah. is like. Where you and I, we can kind of just like you know, hey, we could live our lives and we have whatever we could hide it, you know. We can be more private, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, obviously, you're going to take the proper precautions. You're not going to be trying to spread it to anybody. Yeah. But these guys, well, privacy, privacy has a cost. It has millions of dollars. Absolutely. Uh, that's all. I mean, you know, you're you're absolutely the, correct. The Matt Stafford thing was, you know, the same thing, you know, with his wife and with them being public about her conditions. I mean, all that stuff's out there, right? I think anyone that's in the public eye now, I think, I don't necessarily know there's anything wrong with it. I think with our expectations, I just think it's different than what it was. You know, I, technology is taking it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, when you yeah. when it comes down to it, you're you're there and you're making an investment as a team, yeah. right? 
So it's the same thing as buying a car. It's the same thing. I hate yeah. to make it into that kind of thing that where it's something like, uh, well, we're like, consumers, like right? We're just, yeah. we're just consumers, right? Yeah. So you want to kick, you want to kick the tires around. So, I mean, yeah, you're yeah. not going to give the money until of course you go through a medical or anything like that. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just the yeah, way it is. Very, it's very interesting. I think, uh, even seeing what we saw today with Ron Riviera, right. With the knowledge, with that news coming out that he has cancer and he still plans to coach through it. I don't know that we would have heard that sort of necessarily in the 1990s, right? Or the early 2000s. I think it would have just been quietly, you know, uh, come out that that was going on. But yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. Now they're in front of it. And it's, and I think it's a good thing. I think it's cool that they use that platform to make the rest of us feel like uh, it's okay. I think, I think spotlighting struggle is always a good thing. Yeah. and also it shows too, that, you know, we're, we're starting to care more for the players, you know, like, Hey, yeah. yeah. You, or, or coaches or the people that are doing this because it's yeah. like, you know, you need, you need to take care of yourself before you. Can that's an interesting thought. Uh, you know, and I wonder if that's not bred from the access we still have to players now that with, with technology, right. Between with social media and just uh, more of a, it seems there's more of a push to hire former players to be analysts. Right. I mean, I remember being younger, it wasn't always like, you know, it was rare to have the Tom Jacksons of the world who had played football. Right. To be analysts, right? Like this, this wasn't a thing. And now you're seeing more and more guys retire and go into the, the analyst mode. And I wonder if the fact that we see them age, if that gives us more compassion, right? And, and really gives us an idea of what we want to see uh, in people before that. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. And I hadn't always thought about that. Hey, Brad. So there's another playoff round going around. Yeah, a different yeah, association. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the best associations, in my opinion. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get into some NBA action here. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been an interesting uh, week. It's an interesting start to the playoffs. I think that you're seeing um, the tempo is still really fun uh, with this AAU style tournament where everyone's in the bubble and everyone's mm-hmm. kind of you know. I think that there's a lot of banter back and forth in the hallways of the hotels, which is real similar to AAU basketball, you know, and, and that's, that's fun. I think you see that stuff kind of come across the court. There's some chippiness. The, the Dallas LA Clippers series uh, has been fascinating to watch as you see these young guns that try to come and take, uh, you know, the Clippers are in a bit of a spot, I think, because they've got this, all this talent, right? Mm. And they've got Kawhi as a leader with the championship medal mm. that's trying to bring them up but the Clippers historically have underperformed. And so you've got this, you know, arguably Hall of Fame head coach in Doc Rivers, right? Who's won before. Right. You got Kawhi Leonard who's won before. And they're trying to bring along the rest of the world with them. You know, the Heralds right. and the Lou Wills and, and, and uh, you know, the Paul Georges and all those guys. And you're seeing this, this upstart uh, Mavericks team really get in and feel like they're under their skin. And I think last night, you know, they were down a lot and then Luka got hurt. Um, you know, Luke is a special talent. He, he really is a special talent. What is he? And 20, watching, 21? 20, 20, yeah, he's, he's, 20, he's 21 young. now. He's super young. Yeah. yeah. He's just, you know, even, you know, getting out, leaving how he did, hopping on one leg all the way. I don't know if you saw that, but he hopped on one leg all the way to the locker room. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't hop on one leg to the parking lot, really. You know what I mean? So that's a feat of something right there. And then watch him come back out, try to give it a go, not be able to go. And then mm-hmm. this morning come out and just say, it's not a big deal. I'm going to play. Uh, you know, the next game. So it's fascinating to watch that. And then we have the blowouts, right? The Blazers getting blown out, mm-hmm. you know, which hurt my feelings a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, lately. but honestly, you live by the three, honestly, you die they, by the three. They, yeah, they, the they, they, 
they showed up game one, right? They showed up. Yeah. They were fresh in off of that way. game in. Yeah. They fresh off that game in where CJ McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard ends up getting 60 points combined, right? So yeah. They, yeah. They, they handled their business against Memphis. They came in. They were still feeling that, I'm sure. And just, you know, Lakers have just been playing whatever basketball. Like, I'm not yeah. saying it wasn't good basketball, but the thing is, is that Lakers haven't been playing any really meaningful basketball. You come into game one, and Portland was just, yeah, we're taking this On team. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, so it was really the Lakers, uh, there was there was going to be some sort of rebuttal for that. Yeah, and it this felt like uh, Portland couldn't get a rebound, and they felt like they couldn't hit a three. And they didn't. I don't know what the number was. I, I sent to my brother after the game. It was like, you know, I think they were like three for thirty or some stupid shit like that yeah. from three. Yeah. Like they just couldn't hit a three, which is how they live, right? I mean, that's when they get going. You know, Gary Trent did his thing, but you know, Dame got hurt, but he was shooting. He was one for seven when he went out. So I don't yeah. feel like. You know, when you have an off night with your guy, that's kind of the level that Portland's at. So it'll be fascinating to watch that. And then, you know, follow up to that was the uh, the Jazz just manhandling Denver Nuggets. And that was just, uh, for me, a shocker. I feel like Denver's more talented than that. Yeah. But, yeah, super interesting to, to see last night, you know. I, uh, I, I don't know if I agree with you about Denver being that talented. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, when I okay, so when I saw the Magic and 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 uh, the Bucks playing in yeah. that game one, like people were like, "Well, this is why Giannis isn't staying. This is why Giannis isn't staying." Of course, I jumped on the bandwagon, acting like a mini Drake, <laughs> like a mini Drake, right? Just <laughs> there going, "Yeah, man, he's gonna look great in a Raptors uniform. Absolutely yeah. fantastic, you yeah. know." But come on, man, it's it's the Bucks. It's Giannis. You think that really? Magic is going to be able to take out the Bucks, like yeah, no, no. Giannis woke up. No, not likely. Yeah, name name two players from the Magic. Uh, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, one. Vukovic, Nikola. <laughs> that's about know. all I can name, really. Yeah. Though it's like, like, there's Mo Bamba. I know Mo Bamba's there. That's oh yeah, Bamba. Didn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have that song, I wouldn't know necessarily. So uh, it's, it's fascinating to watch. I think um, you know. The, the all those leagues and, and that kind of sets up i think what uh you know just the feeling of watching your team lose and i think milwaukee isn't conditioned to being winners right we could agree they haven't won much of anything right? not since kareem and always, yeah and they lost him right so it has to be mm-hmm. for those old timers there's maybe a bit of uh sense of you know angst feeling like this is maybe their sunset for Giannis. um and so you know Last week we talked about being conditioned to lose, which I think Milwaukee probably is. But there's also like the thrill of victory and the agony and defeat that comes in this whole mm-hmm. thing. And like mm-hmm. agony and losing a game one of an opening round is very, uh, you know, it's it can set the tone. It can set the it, tone. It absolutely does. <laughs> it, 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 you see who you are. It, it all depends on how your team responds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I mean, I remember being, uh, you know, eighth grade. My Sonics were winning. They were good. They were the top seed in the West. They were going. They were playing the Denver Nuggets. And then, you know, history happens, right? And number eight seed wins for the first time ever over number one seed. And like, I could still uh, – I remember how I felt. We were going to Disneyland that day. It ruined my entire trip because we flew to Disneyland the next day. And I just hated life. Uh, my team wasn't in the playoffs anymore. And uh, little Brad was upset. Was, I was, yeah, I was, I was mad. I wasn't even upset. I was pissed off on the plane. I was talking to strangers about it at 14. It just kind of set the tone for me. 
And like it's still this day, like you'll see clips like NBA will run those commercials about the playoffs and you'll see Dikembe <laughs> just with the ball, you know, crying on the floor key arena. Oh man. Oh man. Well, I have okay, so I, I made up a list of the three little yeah. victory, the agony, the feet, and how that defined me as a sports fan, right? Yeah. Um and uh are we starting with defeats right now? Because if, if that's the case, I, I got well, three. I, I think we let's start with defeats. I just gave you okay. one of my top three. I mean, that's, all right, all right. I don't necessarily know if I can rank the agony, but I'll tell you the three agonies that I had, and that's okay. that's one of them. That's, so, I remember. I mean, that that stings. So I'll give you the second one. I'll give you all two. Right. Give, give, you it give, me, yours, give it to me. Give it to me. Give you the last one. Uh, the other one that I feel like this shaped who I am is you know I was probably eight years old. Right. You know. Brian Bosworth was like the biggest thing since like sliced bread, right? Like that was, he was the dude uh, in Seattle. And, uh, and maybe my, maybe my favorite athlete of all time is Bo Jackson, right? Everyone loves Bo Jackson. No one, no, no there's no Bo question knows. about Bo Jackson. And, uh, and he was coming to Seattle. It was a Monday night game. And I remember uh, going to my grandpa's house where my dad let me stay up late to watch Monday night football. So on the West Coast, Monday night football didn't start till you know, later in that then, you know. And so it was, you know, always past my bedtime. And I remember just watching Bo Jackson just destroy Brian Bosworth a couple times and just just getting smoke checked on TV uh, and just feeling so terrible about our chances for the rest of the season. Like that defeat just set me up to be like, I couldn't see past the game. I felt like each game was the season at that age, well, right? They, and it's like, they keep showing on NFL is, Network that one play, Bo Jackson going right through the ball. Yes. Going the right through. The yeah, the worst, the worst one was watching him go live and get around the corner and then outrun him and then run up the tunnel because he was going <laughs> so fast. Like that. <laughs> Everybody remembers that. If if yeah. you watch the NFL Network, trust yep. me, it comes around. It makes the recycle. Yeah. That, it's a great play. It just being on the other end of it was terrible. I remember, like, you know, that's this is back in the day, right? We'd have remotes necessarily or those things. Nope. And like, I remember my grandpa just getting up out of chair and walking into the room to go get. Like, I don't even know what he went to go get. He was just pissed. Dude. <laughs> that's, that's we were hype. We we bought the hype. <laughs> that's up there. That's up there with the butt fumble. You know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close. That play is up there with the butt fumble, for sure, for sure. Yeah. That's how Jets fans feel, huh? Jets fans feel like that all the time. I think so, man. I yeah. think so. <laughs> so, um, all right, I'm going to give you an honorable mention. Because, I, okay, so the thing is, is that being a Leafs Honorable fan, mention? Honorable yeah, mention. Man, you, a, yeah, you have, rough, you have rough teams, I guess. I, exactly, okay? So, honorable mention, um, uh, Team Canada – 98 Winter Olympics uh, in Nagano. Uh, so this is like the first time that professionals, so it's like, you know, dream team was already happening yeah. in basketball. Yeah. It was the first time that professionals were allowed to play on the Olympic team for ho ice hockey. And it was probably, it was definitely Wayne Gretzky's last time really playing any sort of international hockey. Yeah. And, um, we're, we're, we're coasting through the prelims, you know, um, and I was just having a look at it there and we lost to the Czech Republic there to go to the bronze medal game because we could have went to the gold medal game, but we lost to the Czech Republic and, and Dominic Hasek was in net 
And then of course, oh, it's, Dominic. oh buddy, because it's, it's Olympics. Yeah. You don't do a sudden death overtime. It becomes a shootout. Yeah. Which is maybe, maybe the greatest thing in sports is a shootout. Not in hockey. I mean, I understand soccer. Oh, come on. Oh, please. Nah. Nah. Yes. Nah. Yes. Nah. Yes. Nah. Yes. Anyways. You've been, you've been on the wrong side of it too many times. That's why you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> the thing is that they didn't put Gretzky on. They didn't put Gretzky on as one of the shooters. Yeah. Because yeah. of his, his history in uh, shootouts is not great. Uh, Oh really? Is yeah. he not clutch? Is, is Mr. Mr. Oh, Hockey himself is not? I don't know. Clutch? I you know somebody that holds all the records in the NHL. Huh. You would think that that huh. would be a, a clutch guy, but who is the coach? Uh, I'm trying to think right exactly. now. Exactly. 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 <laughs> That's where they went sideways. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm going to go into my real list now. So that yeah, was yeah. just my honorable mention. <laughs> so. <laughs> So my third, as far as agony and defeat, when I, when I really, I, I had to really think about it. Cause like I said, plenty of defeat. Yeah. Um, for me, number three, after that, there would have to be um, Toronto Maple Leafs losing to the Los Angeles Kings in 1993. Uh, so this is the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Montreal Canadiens would advance to the Stanley Cup Finals, we had a chance to make it a Toronto-Montreal Stanley Cup Finals. Um, we fought, like, every, every, everything that happened throughout 93, everything that we played was seven games, seven games. And we always, like, you know, we'll swing it in overtime because we're not going to make this easy on us, right? Yeah. So we fought and uh, fought and fought to get in there to bring it to the seventh game. Then it goes to overtime. And I remember in overtime, Wayne Gretzky. So, again, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. The come, the oh, yeah. So, he comes up and he high sticks Doug Gilmore in the face, right? And Dougie, is, he was our best player at that time. And Dougie is bleeding. And that's automatic four-minute double minor. But what does what is, what is Kerry Frazier, the ref, do? Because it's Gretzky, right? No, no, no penalty. No penalty. No, 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 no. I just want to, I just want to say real quick that you know what the ref's name is, but you don't know what the coach's name is. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. So, so yeah. The listeners did. didn't miss that. That's how, that's how deep it is. Listen, that's why the Olympic thing is even honorable mention. Because the third <laughs> one, like we could talk about who the ref was. Buddy, I was livid, livid. (laughs) I love Gretzky, but after that moment, I was really pissed for him for about a season or two. Then I let it go. But you can respect his talent; you don't gotta like him. That's fine. (laughs) Well, it wasn't his fault. That was Kerry Fraser. That was Kerry Fraser's fault. Yeah. Well, Well, he's bleeding. Who cares? Who cares? Dougie's bleeding. It's all good. Not Wayne. (laughs) Wayne's good. Wayne's good. Yeah. Wayne just kept going. The golden boy. Oh, man. All right. So I'm going to give you a number two. Uh, number two, as far as what uh, defines me, I remember um, was uh, the Raptors, actually, when we went up against Cleveland in the uh, uh, that uh, this is, I think, 20. Yeah, it was 2016. We're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, 
I always was like, oh, man, we have a chance. But it broke my heart just seeing uh, LeBron James just take it to us. And uh, that was a more is recent that, one. But, yeah, that was – Is that because you heard it from your roommate? No, 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 no. Uh, we were actually – so uh, I was in St. John's Richelieu at that moment there yeah. uh, doing a course. And uh, we were able to actually watch the game yeah. in, in, in one of the local messes. So we're there and we're watching the game. And here we are pleading to put the game on because, you know, we're in Canada. So it's like yeah. you know, hockey everywhere. Yeah. It's like, come on, man, it's the Raptors, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, so they, they finally put it up on this little TV somewhere. They were watching it. And I'll never forget, though, Kyle Lowry. Uh, he just pushed LeBron a little bit. And LeBron, all of a sudden, you know, well, <laughs> going right back on his butt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. It's a, uh, okay. It's a pro move by LeBron there. Yeah. The, the now, 6970 number... guy gets pushed around a lot. Oh, my gosh. Well, first off, it's Kyle Lowry, right? I mean, Kyle Lowry is 6'1", 6'2", six, 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 right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. LeBron's like 6'7". Two, oh, one. he's like he's, he's bigger than that. He's yeah. like six nine, yeah, he's six nine two seventy something like that. You gonna yeah. tell me that little Kyle just all of a sudden shoved you on your butt? Like, come on, come maybe, on. maybe, maybe. <laughs> the, the chosen one, one. My number one, because I was thirteen, yeah. and Toronto Blue Jays were in the American League Championship Series. So this is the first time that uh, you know Toronto's ever made it. To that position yeah so it was a drive of 85 i was 13 years old grade eight i mean it was just like yeah toronto and we went up three games to none right three games to none against mm-hmm. kansas city royals yeah we ended up losing four games to three i, know. I remember <laughs> george brett <laughs> the blue jay killer and here yeah. i am 13 i'm crying my eyes out because yeah. it's over and my dad yeah. my dad's there putting me to to bed you need to go to sleep you need to get up for school. And I'm like, but dad, it's over. It's over. <laughs> he goes, there's always next season, son. And even yeah. then I knew 162 games. You got to get yeah. the magic number. You got to be up there. Oh, it might not happen. It's all going to break, right? Yeah, it's right. all going to break, right? <laughs> so crushing. Uh, all right. So you still have yeah. one more. You still have one more. I, I do. I do have one more. Uh, it feels like it's cheap for me to say that it's uh, – uh, the Super Bowl, the Seahawks lost against the Patriots because I feel like, I mean, as, as, I think that was more irritating than crushing because I think we all knew uh, going into that how hard it was to go back to back. We also like it's. I think that no one that's a Seahawks fan feels like we really lost that game. We feel like Pete just made a really terrible call that blew the game. So like it's oh. not like. Buddy, Patriots, Agony, fans. Like, not... Patriots fans are even saying that we didn't win that game. The Seahawks lost. Yeah, it. I mean they won. Like, they won it, right? But like, it's not like they didn't make a great play. It wasn't like the Patriots Falcons were like they came back and they won it. No, you know exactly. I mean? Like it was. Yeah. You know, Seattle just made some errors, and you know that's that's how it goes. Like that's why we all watch. Like, we talked about, about like, that last from week. A, yeah, but from an agony standpoint, like not real high on my list, right? Yeah. Because it's just I'm still mad. Like I'm, I'm more <laughs> upset about. I'm more upset about 05 when Roethlisberger had that fake ass touchdown in the Super Bowl with the phantom offensive PI and all. Like, I'm more upset about that game than I am about the <laughs> Patriots loss. That might be, that might be an honorable mention is that Super Bowl against the, uh, the Steelers. I still can't. Uh, <laughs> do I know the worst, uh, the worst beating I've ever seen at a, at a sporting event? 
Because you know, at sporting events, a lot of sporting events, you'll you'll see a beating everyone. You'll see an altercation, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you have. I don't know. They're probably more cordial in Canada, but what are you talking state, about? <laughs> you can, there'll be a little bit of trash talking, and sometimes it leads to an altercation. And uh, I remember it was like 2005 or six, maybe a little later than that. It was right. It was two or three years right after. So it was probably 2008. After that Sarah Super Bowl, and uh, this guy comes into the section, and he's wearing a Sean Alexander jersey, which already is something, but whatever. But he's wearing his Pittsburgh Steelers hat, and that listen, you can't mix teams like that. You just can't. Yeah, <laughs> unless of course they're from the same city, I can see it. But yeah, yeah. You can mix sports. Like, you can mix yeah. sports. I guess like that's one thing. But like you can't mix the same like the same league. You can't you can't do that, right? It's like you wearing a Montreal Canadiens hat because that's the new jersey <laughs> with my Maple Leafs jersey. With the, yeah, like you you can't do it. Like what are you doing? It's like Rob Lowe wearing an NFL hat at the football game. Like you just you're not picking any teams. And that guy like someone started chipping at that guy. And he was like, whatever. He's like, my wife's a Seahawks fan. She made me wear this jersey. But I'm a pitch with it. So someone knocked his hat off, and they ended up rolling down the stairs. And it was, I mean, it was intense. It was entertaining for sure. Like, it was 100%. Entertaining. Why does but, that sound like an episode of Seinfeld with uh, I, Elaine Bennis kind of, coming in with kind of the was. Baltimore maybe, Orioles? Yeah, and maybe and this is for a different time, but we should talk about the crazy moments we've seen in stadiums. I think we, I think we. That, that's talk. definitely a different time. We yeah, can't, we can't yeah. talk about that one to this because no, we'll no, get into a whole different. We'll put that. Yeah. We'll put that on the list. I've got some stories to tell. Um, <laughs> so you know, those are those are the things. I think for me though, when I just chalk up agony, it's it's and it's, it wasn't even a, a game moment. It was, you know, in 1992 was the prime uh, NBA for me. You know, I was young. I was you know, 11, just coming into understanding what basketball was and, and loving to play the game and, and watching it all the time. And then, you know, Maddie Johnson announcing that he had HIV, like mm. that was devastating me. Like, I remember like my aunt called my mom and said, hey, I just saw the news. Like, you know, I know Brad loves Magic Johnson because I love Magic Johnson. Everyone loves Magic Johnson. It feels like a general statement. And I remember my mom just telling me, you know, in, in the middle of the afternoon it was just in the summer right it was in august and we we're home and i remember just going to my room and sitting on the floor and just sobbing because i thought he was going to die because we just didn't know much about that it was you know pretty I mean? new it yeah like a yeah. loss uh this felt like a big loss to me and so i think that uh, from a sports perspective like that was the biggest thing that like made me have an emotional agony reaction that like lasted for a while i remember just being sad about it you know right all the way through like all the way until uh, seeing him play at the All-Star game. You know, I thought that was a nice moment. Um, Buddy, that yeah. was that was something but, because you think about it, how how people were thinking about people with HIV at that moment is like, you know, if I just touch yeah. this guy, I'm going to get it. And uh, Yeah, or if I drink out of the same – like, no one knew, right? I feel like no, it, no, it nobody, really nobody really – I mean, no one knew what that was. people were talking about it. Like, you know, and, of course, people getting worried. It's like, well, I mean, what happens if he bleeds and then I'm bleeding? Yeah. And then yeah. I was really happy that they – you know what? Everybody was just, just cool enough to say, let's, let's just do it. Let's get them out yeah. there. Let's get them to play. Yeah. 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 I mean, it really, it speaks to what we talked about earlier, right? With how showing that struggle and with, we talked about with Matt Stafford and showing those things like it was mm-hmm. kind of, that was kind of the moment, right. Of saying like, no, we're going to embrace this. Like, this is okay. We're going to talk about it. It's okay to have these feelings, but here's the reaction. Right. And so I thought that was something, but I remember just being, you know, just devastated for months because, you know, 
my favorite basketball player was going to be, you know. And I was already conflicted because, you know, Magic was the Lakers, right? Everyone, you know, that was the thing. I remember, uh, you know, watching them win in Boston when I was young. I think that's like the first thrill of victory, sitting with my cousins watching the game. You know, we were supposed to be like at a fan reunion or something. And these cousins that were older and, and you know, I idolized them, right, because they're my older cousins and, and watching basketball. Uh, and uh, two things that stand out to me about that game is, the one, how crazy Larry Bird is. Um you know, but my whole family, we were all Lakers fans, you know, at that point. Because the Sonics weren't good in the 80s, you know, and uh, like 85, 86. And then right. I remember uh, the first time I ever heard swearing on TV because somebody, Larry Bird missed a free throw late. And the guy was asleep on the dump button. And you heard like from the upper bowels <laughs> of the garden, you just, or, you know, of the Boston garden, you hear this, uh, you hear this guy go, ah, shit, like real loud. And I remember like, Look like, you know, being eight years old and being like, what? You know, yeah. and my cousin's all laughing. And... Have you have you ever been to the Boston Garden? No. Like, I've, I, went to, I went to TD Bank North. Uh, this is yeah. back in uh, 07. Yeah. It's a madhouse. <laughs> it's a madhouse. I went yeah. to see the I, I 100% believe it, yeah. It's a yeah. madhouse I, in there. You are a crazy person. I don't feel like that's a place <laughs> that you want to go be a opposing I fan. My, I bought my ticket from the scalper. We were in Boston. Uh, the, our, our ship pulled in. We were in Boston, and uh, you know, I just went out there, bought myself a, a scalper ticket. You went by went. yourself? Absolutely, I went by myself because nobody else wanted to come. Everybody wanted to go to see the uh, Montreal-Boston Bruins game the night yeah. before. Nobody wanted to go see NBA. Yeah. Yeah. So I went. I said, "Screw it, I want to go." Man, you are. That's the second craziest thing you've ever told me. <laughs> Well, I mean, I wasn't wearing any jerseys or anything. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind then. Forget it. Forget it. I I did. You know what? Actually, I did walk around with my Maple Leaf jersey. I do remember that. But the Maple Leafs were so bad at that point that the Boston, the Boston. Yeah, no one cared. No, no, that's exactly it. They just took, they took compassion on me. Oh, you're you're, you're a Maple Leafs fan, huh? (laughs) Oh, that's all right. (laughs) Let me buy you a beer. Come here, let me buy you a beer. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, hey, hey! Before we start talking about thrill of victory, I know you just gave your first one. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to let the listeners in on something here because here on Guys Beer Sports, not only uh, do we talk about sports, but sometimes we want to edify your mind as well. So, um, I told Brad earlier this week that I learned a new word. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. So, my wife and I uh, sometimes we get into uh, verbal pugilism. Um, it's a big word. It's a big word. Break that down. Yeah. Pugilism is basically just a fancy word for boxing. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) verbal jousting. Okay. Yes. Um, A little back and forth. So here I am. Uh, I, I I don't think I'm a, I'm a dumb person, but when Mm -hmm. I go against a mental giant like hers, like I married up, okay. I I'm yeah. one of those people. I can admit it. I understand yeah. it. Look, me too. Listen, we both outkicked our coverage, right? <laughs> so I married. There's no up. secrets. There's no, no secrets. No, there. no. So yeah, I cheers, up. cheers to marrying up. Listen, if you didn't marry up, sucks to be you. Cheers. Uh, so you know, here. Uh, anyways, so when I get into any sort of verbal uh, pugilism with my wife, I already know I'm at a terrible disadvantage. It's like me with both arms behind my back and she's just smacking me in the face. Okay. Yeah. So she said, she's there. She's helping me do all this stuff here. Uh, Cause my t- 
technological uh, skills are very limited, okay? Sometimes I feel like I woke up from a great big sleep and I'm just coming out of, uh, you know, uh, like Cro-Magnum times and just knuckles dragging around like, ugh, ugh, and the whole world's changed around me, okay? Um, so she's there and she's like getting frustrated with me. And she just goes, Sean, you were such a Luddite. And I'm like, <laughs> And so then I, I hear her because she works from home, okay? So I hear her telling her employees, yeah, I'm helping, I'm helping my husband with a, a podcast and, you know, helping with it. He is a, he's a Luddite. I'm like, what is this word? So I had to look it up. I had to look it up now, right? I'm like, Luddite. Wait, hold on, hold on. Do you think her coworkers knew what that word meant? I think maybe a good, well, I, I'd say a good 50%, maybe 60%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a word. It's a word that I would, I mean, I didn't it, it's know. A word. I, had, yeah. I had to sit there and actually look and, and look for the uh, spelling of this word because I, I misspelled it. I, I spelled it L-U-D-I-T-E, and it actually yeah. is double D. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. exactly, right? So here oh. I am, I'm looking it up. And the literal translation of this word, Brad, the literal translation actually described me to a T. It is opposed to new technology, opposed to new ways of thinking. Now, I like to think that, no, I'm not opposed to new ways of thinking. I can start thinking out of the box. I can start accepting things, okay? But the technology thing, okay, maybe, maybe she had a point. Luddite. If you are a Luddite, do not feel embarrassed. It's okay. It's a little okay. safe place for you. There's, there's no pills for it, safe but place. it's okay. <laughs> well, there might be a pill for it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe in the States there's a pill for it. They probably have something for it. You never know, eh? <laughs> it's not good for you. It's got terrible side effects, probably, but they probably have something to help you. <laughs> Luddite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so carry on with your thrill of victory, Brad. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I think the second one for me is the Super Bowl that Russell Wilson and them won. And I remember it because it's so memorable and the thrill was so high because you know, like we talked last week, it's just we were so conditioned to lose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I was so, here's how superstitious I, I mean, we talked last week about how superstitious I am, you know, about how, like, if things, if I do something and something happens, I mean, one thing I didn't talk about last week is, uh, I remember this one time I was watching the, the Seahawks in Green Bay. It was a regular season game. We had to have it because we needed it to make the playoffs, right? This is probably, this is like the 08, 09 kind of garbage years. Um, and uh, we were losing to the Green Bay Packers by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And I went in the bathroom, and they scored a touchdown on a fumble recovery. And I came back out, and we turned the ball over. So I went back in the bathroom, and the game started going, well, I spent the entire fourth quarter sitting on the counter in the bathroom because we, and we were winning. And I knew if I came out, we were going to lose. Like, that's how terrible it is for me. <laughs> so that playoff run that when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl – I just didn't want, we were, I mean, we kind of just were under the radar a little bit, you know, like no one thought we we're going to get there and all those things. And I had only watched the game with my brother. Like he'd come <laughs> up with the playoffs to come over. And so like, you know, and he's similar to me. We're, we're kind of, you know, that way. And he came over and um, it was in between weeks, right? It was like media week or whatever. And I remember he texted me and he was like, Hey, what are you doing for the game? And I was like, I feel like nothing. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I think I, he goes, I think that maybe I should just come over. Uh, we should not invite, have a Super Bowl party. Let's not go to a Super Bowl party. Like, let's just, like, 
keep the same energy. <laughs> and uh, and so that's what he did. He came over, you know, brought my little nephew, uh, Ezra, which, you know, he had learned a lot of things that playoff run about thrills of victories and those kind of things. And uh, I remember it was just him and I, and, and uh, Nikki took this great video at the end because we, we knew it was over, you know, kind of just, but still we're just like, if anyone's going to blow a 21-point lead with three minutes left, like, it's going to be Seattle, right? That's just how we felt. So we're just kind of sitting there. And then, like, the final horn goes off and the cafe drops. And Nikki's running this video. And I just look at my brother. And we, and we just shake hands. And, like, that, that, that was it. Like, that – but, like, I'll hold that with me forever. Like, that was, like, the greatest high that we still chase. I think, that, you know, we even have done that recently uh, in watching those Super Bowls is, like, just having these uh, small oh. gatherings of, you know, it's, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that because that was my number three. That's my number three yeah. is, is the Seahawks. Yeah. And, and, and the reason why I said that, it's like, uh, so I remember uh, when I was stationed out in, uh, in ASWP Island there. So the, uh, oh my goodness, uh, MWR was selling tickets to Seahawks games, right? So I stood in yeah. line to get these tickets and it was like $87 for regularly $225. Remember it was underneath the, the mm -hmm. 12th man flag. We're yep. Yep. I'm I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, so good seat. yeah. So I got tickets to the last game of the season. And mm -hmm. Brad, I remember I asked you, I said, You wanna come? You're like, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, never, I never turned seats down. Yeah. So it was never. my son, my wife, you, me, we're there, we're watching yeah. uh St. Louis Rams at the time playing uh the Seahawks last game of the season. I was sick as a dog. Do you remember yeah. that? I was yeah, super I that. sick. Yeah. And uh People like I, I've never been to a tailgate like that because there was no actual vehicles, right? <laughs> so it's like you're just walking around, drunk guys, yeah. 10 a.m. like ah, yeah. hawks, and I'm yeah. like walking up, and there's this mat leading up, like this mat in the middle of the sidewalk out of nowhere, just like hey, wipe your feet in the San Francisco 49ers mat, you know, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, wipe yeah. it. So then we end up. Shout out to the 12s. The 12s don't want to get down. We, <laughs> yeah. we have a good time. <laughs> and I remember I'm covered up in blankets because I'm, I'm sick and I'm watching this yeah. game. You and I are into it. My son is his first football game. He's into it. Joanna yeah. wants a coffee. And you remember yeah. we spent, I think, a good portion of the second <laughs> half because she wanted a Starbucks coffee. We spent yeah. a portion of the second half getting this coffee because everybody wanted a yep. Starbucks coffee. Yep. And I remember going That's out the there. It's like this. This game's over. This game's over. But I knew, I knew from the season, I knew from that game that no, Seattle's winning this championship. There's no yeah. team that can that can stop them. Because Denver, yeah, they had it. They had it. whatever it was, they they were holding it. Like like Denver had like what the the best offensive year ever of any yeah. team ever, yeah. right? But I'm like that means nothing. Look at that Legion. The Legion of Boom was was serious. Yeah. Yeah. They were serious, and I just well, it's real, right? Champion defense wins championships, right? Like we know that over and over and over again. Uh, absolutely. So that was my number three because that was something to be there, yeah, and to experience it, you know, and and it, it, it was so awesome. It was just a, a feeling that I can't explain. Well, no, I can because we had it. It doesn't happen very often in Toronto, but we did have it. That was going to get to that bit. Uh, <laughs> There's not too many times, right? Uh, yeah. Number two 
Notice that this is all of my adult life. Okay, on my throat. Yeah. Tree. Okay, it's all of my adult life. In my childhood, it's all lost. So <laughs> that's why you celebrate it so much now, because you know it's fleeting, right? It's, right. You spent thirty years of losing. You got you to celebrate. So not even not even the '92 Blue Jays who won the World Series, but the '93 Blue Jays, because that that lineup from top to bottom was made to win. Ricky Henderson yeah. leading off. Robbie Alomar, Johnny Olrud, Paul Mollard. Oh, Robbie. I mean, you know, uh, that, was, that was a team set up. Are you not going to talk about Joe Carter? I'm sorry, Joe Carter hitting out of number Jeez, four. What, on, am I, what am I doing? What am I doing? That's right, hitting the most prolific home run. Anyways, yeah. I'll never forget this because 92, even though that was huge, uh, you know, we can only watch it. Um, 92 also uh, wasn't the greatest. I, I was watching it most of the games out of one of my buddy's houses and I remember he didn't want me to come back because I stunk up his bathroom and he didn't want me to come back ever again. So that, that it wasn't seems great. to be a theme of your life. Right? That, that wasn't a great thing, you know. Yeah. But 93, um, because the game to clinch it, one of them there was, was there in Toronto. And yeah. I remember my buddy, uh, so I had two buddies, uh, Jim and, and Darren and myself. And we all went to this gentleman's club the basement of this gentleman's club in downtown Toronto. Wait, well, hold on, hold on. Did you go, did you go to watch the game there? Oh, no, we went to watch the game there. And you realized it was on. Which, what, how, how did you no, end no, up No, 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 no. So it was my buddy Jim actually who suggested it. He goes, listen, man, <laughs> we go there, okay, because he, he yeah. none of us, none of us were really frequenting any of these gentlemen's bars, but he was there what, just telling me. Was Jim, was Jim, let me, I don't want to throw Jim under the bus because I'm sure Jim's a great guy right now. But is he the guy that, like, that's where he wanted to go? On that's that where night? he wanted to go. Listen, Jim, Jim listen, wanted to go. One of, my, one of my best friends in the world, uh, his name is Daniel, and, like, he's that guy also. He's always like, we go to, we go to the club, and he'd be like, man, forget this. Let's go, let's go to the gym and stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? He was, Another he time. was going Daniel, Daniel, I love you, buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he was going on about the – like I think the chicken wings, everything yeah, like that. Like, yeah. like you know, the food is like top notch. Yeah, the, the Lou Will argument, huh? The food's great. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. We're in the basement. Of this, we're in the basement of this gentleman's bar. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just a big screen TV. You're getting food. You're getting beer. And every now and then, like, a performer would walk by. Of course, all in a blanket, walking to go up. Yeah, because you were in the locker room. That's why you were in the the locker room. (laughs) But all I remember, though, is Joe Carter hitting that home run. And as soon as that happened, uh, to to clinch it, we were right there, downtown Toronto, enjoying the festivities. That that blew my mind. That was amazing. But that's number two. Because number one. Hold on, hold on. All right, all right. (laughs) That is the power of sports. (laughs) <laughs> in a nutshell right the it's fact true. that you were at a place that listen in most guys truest moments the place where there's naked women tends to be a spot they'll stay but it's not a spot you'll exit quickly unless like you know someone shows up that doesn't want you to be there or the cops come or whatever right like normally yeah. you would stay there but the fact that your inclination at the win was to run outside away from naked women <laughs> says something. 
Dude. I think we all get it, right? I think as sports fans, we all get it. We're like, yep, I can't. I have to go James celebrate won. with my friends. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Right? I gotta go party. Like, I, like nothing else matters. But on the like the hierarchy of things that matter, like that's what it was, right? And so it's uh, it's not a surprise. I would have done the same thing. I'm not. This is not a knock. I just it's fascinating to me that like of the power of sports and the power of victory is like that way. Because if they would have lost. I, my assumption is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. At that time in your life, you at that time of my life, you're probably you're probably not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're here already. What are we gonna do? Might as well stay home. Yeah, no, ran ran right out, man. It, it was yeah. fantastic. Number one though was uh, the Raptors winning it last year. Okay, now yeah. it's so funny because Torontonians have become educated in basketball. You can educate Canadians. And the funny thing is, is that we invented the well. I, I, it's funny, right? One Canadian invented the game, yes. but we, we all we all Canada invented it. <laughs> it was a Canadian that invented it, you know. Uh, <laughs> but we, as, as Canadians, <laughs> reminds we all me think- it reminds me of that Ricky Bobby skit. We're like, we invented the missionary position. You're welcome. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, right? So you can educate Canadians on the game, right? Um, uh, so a lot of people in Toronto, they're, they're very, I mean, they're educated sports fans because you have so many different sports that are happening, but the magic of this was that it caught on across the country. I mean, there was watch parties in Halifax. There was watch parties in Montreal. There was watch parties in Regina, Saskatchewan. There was watch parties all over the country, 36 million, all of a sudden, I don't know anything about this basketball, but heck, they're in a championship. Yeah. I'm yeah, watching. Listen, listen, I've got some cousins in Saskatchewan, and I tell you what, man, shout out to them, but they were they were in it. Like that oh was, yeah, yeah. That's the home. That's the home. Like I remember, you know, being on the West Coast uh, when Vancouver, when the Grizzlies were here. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Just like you know, it's like with it's the when the Blue Jays come in town. Like you guys, when having such small um, markets and not markets but having a you know just one team in in a thing like you guys all just it's almost like you feel like the olympics yeah last oh, year no, being no, at the you're blue, at a blue jay series sitting down uh you know at the blue jay series and uh talking to the lady next to me you know they were from toronto and it was her birthday weekend and they were you know uh we we're sitting in, in some good seats uh shout out my buddy jason mcfadden for the seats i appreciate you but uh, me and my buddy Josh were sitting there, you know, and those tickets weren't necessarily cheap. And they had bought all four games, all four of them. They're staying in hotels. They were just, they had all like all this gear, and they were just loaded up. And I was like, man, you guys, they're like, yep. Like every year we come down for a four game set. Every time Toronto, and it is that way. Like they just take over um, Seattle, and uh, you know, it's like almost a home game for the Blue Jays. It's, it's impressive to watch. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see that there coming up in 2021, 2022 there for your Kraken as well. At uh, well, the thing is, I mean, you already have a home. It's uh, hard. You got you got a built-in rivalry with Vancouver right there. It's, so. Yeah, that's so difficult for me. I want to pivot and be a Kraken fan, but I've been rooting for the Canucks my whole life. Right, right. And now yeah. you're growing, growing up like we don't always have cable. Like we only had like we had ABC, NBC, CBS, and CBC. That's what we had. Like I didn't want to watch like you know that old joke is you know when the president was on you couldn't watch TV. Well, that's not true for us kids because we could watch hockey up here. Right, we right, had CBC. Right. We're like, oh, the president's on. Let's see who's on CBC. Let's go watch that. Uh, 
you got to get it in. So it's, you know, I'm a pretty loyal guy hometown wise, but it's going to be difficult for me to be to dive fully into the Kraken because uh, it's just release the enough. Kraken. <laughs> yes, man. So I love it, buddy. I, I love it. I it's great. I just, I'm so conflicted. Like I, uh, I want to like go Vegas. But, Vegas but, Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Vegas is like. I don't know what the right term for it is. That's appropriate. Uh, but the, I mean, everyone everyone feels like Vegas is a home at some point, right? I mean, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas has so many fans that they're just so universally loved. The Golden Knights were brilliant by moving yeah. their team in there first and getting that crowd right yeah. away. You know, and, yeah. and not saying I mean, not saying that I mean, the Raiders saying, listen. They're gonna take it though. Like that's the thing. Who's not gonna go see their team play when they're in Las Vegas? No, I'm exactly. going to. Exactly. As I mean, that's and that's the thing. Release. I mean, yeah. h- how are they going to do? They're going to like do perks and comps there. You know what I mean? You're going to the game. Yes. Like, you, it's you know, it's not going to go. Yeah. It's going to end up being like the, the Los Angeles Chargers were last year. They're going to play and it's not going to be a home game because they're going to be outnumbered by the fans like they were last year. That was crazy. Kind of like, kind of like Safeco when Toronto comes. Like we just discussed. Yeah. It's the same yeah. Thing. I'm just going to get my payback. Maybe that's why I'm so excited to go. I just want to get some payback. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, um, it is. It is awesome. You know. So yeah, I, uh, Raptors. Like I said, it's a whole nation that's behind them. Uh, I, I I don't think like I know I know in the states it's uh, you know um, each team. I mean, every one of your cities are huge, right? So yeah. um, so in actuality, I mean, Canada's population is like a little north of 36 million right but to yeah. have that whole entire population just going for you because that's that's the thing is that you know uh yeah. just like joe namath invented basketball hey canada invented basketball i'm sorry did i say joe namath <laughs> oh no <laughs> no that's joe namath is famous for a lot of things that, 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 oh, no. did i just say that <laughs> that's terrible that's one. oh Oh, no. Tell me the inventor of basketball wore a fur coat to the pool? I don't oh, think so. Oh, no. Joe Namath. So. <laughs> How about James Naismith? Yeah. Dr. James Naismith. James Naismith. Yeah. Joe Namath. What a- puts, a res- puts a respect on Dr. Naismith's name. <laughs> Joe Namath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. Oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. I remember uh, it, you know, texting back and forth during that game with you. Just, you know. When they're getting ready to clinch, just that the uneasiness that you felt, right? And I think oh, buddy. that that's what leads. I think that that there's a couple things, right? The uneasiness going into a victory, I think, levels up the way that it feels, um, you know. And that's also sharing it with people, you know. I, I think for right. me, the number one, the number one victory for me is is the playoffs, the year before the Sonics uh, moved to Oklahoma, and uh, I remember going, you know, with my buddy Daniel, and we sat. You know, we went to the Spurs game. We went to every single home game just because we weren't playing on it. It just was like, we got to keep going. Like, we just got to go. We got to go. And I'm grateful that we went because that was like the last hurrah, really, for us. Yeah. But I remember the Sonics being down uh, double-digit points in the fourth and watching Ray Allen and Rashard Lewis come back and hit these threes. And just being in Key Arena, you know, being with a good friend of mine and just being, you know, and, and I think those are all the moments for me. And last week I talked about, you know, watching Beastquake act with my brother and how that's like a top 
moment in my life because right. sharing those moments with people is so big. But I remember Ray Allen hitting a shot in the corner at the buzzer to beat the Spurs and that place just going completely insane, you know, and I'll never forget those moments. And then, you know, and that's, you know, really the top for me is, is that moment of, uh, even now, because I can't experience it anymore. I think that's why it trumps these other moments because I don't isn't, have. Isn't it amazing? Like you take those move, little you know. those little pictures in your mind, you know, and and, yeah. and you just kind of remember it. Uh, you might not remember everything about it, but you do remember yeah. the smells. You remember yeah. uh, things around it, and and sometimes you remember that play for every moment that happens in that play. It's yeah, amazing. You see all the things, right? Yeah, I can tell you what kind of shoes Bray had on. I mean, yeah, like I, I, I amaze yeah. myself that, like, you know, if my wife walks away and asks me to pause the show before it comes on, I could forget to do that. But I can remember yeah. all these. That's terrible, isn't it? That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, you know, but maybe uh, she got maybe she spikes your adrenaline before she asks you, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> you remember i guess what it is it's adrenaline right like that's the thing like it's like that moment that moment uh against san antonio was so long ago right i mean we're talking 13 14 years ago which feels like a long time for a sports guy especially one that hasn't had basketball since then you know mm -hmm. um and i remember that walking so last summer uh i took my two oldest girls to a Dallas storm game I remember walking into Key Arena and I walked in this hallway that I knew Daniel and I had been in and I just took a quick little video of it, you know, and he's in the Air Force Base Station in London and I just sent it to him. He was like, man, that brings back so many memories. And I thought, yeah, like that's what it is, right? It's the community. It's like the, it's the, the sights and the smells. And, and I, I could recall that memory all the time, but like just being there, like brought back all of it. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I think that's the beauty of what uh, sports art it was, right? I think it's the, that's the catch. The we catch is that it hooks you, but it just goes, you know. So. I'm not going to talk about it today, but at some point we got to talk about the time that uh, we went to that Mariners game against the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. And we got the luxury box. We got yeah, we to talk we'll about it. That's, I think that's it. Listen, like we, in one of the next episodes, we're going to talk about stadium experiences. Yes. Yes. And, and I have some things to say about that specific. Absolutely, and I want to give a I want to have a guide out on uh, what to do when you're in a luxury box. Yeah, we should. Which is everything. I think I think that we nailed it. I think that we heard from professionals uh, who oversee those boxes every season about That's how right. well we did. So we yeah. should. We should share those tips. Absolutely, I I yeah. totally agree. Uh, so that's yeah. that's 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 for some time down the road. Yeah. yeah. All right, I think it's time for a little one on one. So. Yeah, let's do let's do a little one on. Uh, let me lead off. So tonight, I don't know if you're aware, right? Mm -hmm. UFC fight night, Frankie Edgar's fighting. Yes. Fighting at 135, which I think is what we've all wanted to see for a long time. Which is mm -hmm. fascinating because he was so good at 155. That's right. And then, you know, wasn't good at 155. Or maybe not wasn't good, but just wasn't competitive anymore. Couldn't defend his title. Couldn't well, get it back. Yeah. Went to 145. Same story. Man, now at the age of 38, at yeah. the age of 38, dropping 20 pounds yeah when famously had not cut weight before right what do you feel like is this him holding on or is this him being smart yeah no i i think it's him holding on i mean all the way through those weight categories i mean those guys are are 
top to bottom great, right? And and not to say that Frankie Edgar wasn't great because he was. It's just that I can't even believe that's almost a decade ago. If it's not a decade ago, would he beat BJ Penn for the title? Yes, it was a decade. It was a it was for real a decade. You know, and he was he was a I monster. Think we watched, I'm pretty sure we watched that fight yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a monster, and then and then he wasn't, and you know. Um, UFC is just one of those sports where, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of skill, a lot of tech technique, but again, I mean, you hit a guy on the button because like these guys are just, they're just going, right? <laughs> like it's not like yeah. jab, jab, yeah. slip. Yeah. Sometimes they're both just going and you get the guy behind the ear. That's it. Like the fight's over and you can have yeah. the guy. It's, inter- it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Uh, that once that button gets pushed, how easy it is to push that button again, right? I feel like we saw that with Chuck Liddell. Oh, Chuck Liddell. And that's what I feel right. like. I, I didn't want to say that, but that's that's kind of what I feel with... Um, you scared, you're scared Chuck to come find you? No. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I don't want that man looking for me. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, yeah, for me, I feel like the, the, I think the people I don't want to punch me in the face is Mike Tyson, yeah. Chuck Liddell, and then... That, you know, other people. Pretty but much anybody that has any sort of professional training. I mean, what you've been Oh, no. Eh, yeah. maybe. I mean, listen, uh, you know, well, I don't want to talk too much about your past, but you told me one time that you fought a whole bunch of dudes and felt like it was fair. So I know that you can take a punch. Oh, well, uh, I mean, that's, that's a long time ago. And uh, I, I'm not saying it's not. It's, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, like, you know, there's levels of that shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that wasn't my smartest decision. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not the smartest. I would um, argue that it, it led you to Joanne, so you could, you could talk about that, I guess. That's true, I guess. Yeah. It, was pretty, it was a pretty smart decision. You know. Uh, That's how you I, get there, right? That's how you level up. It's, it's true. It's true. I, uh, yeah, I really have no real thoughts, except that he is trying to hold on, but it's going to be an exciting fight, I still think. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy. Tough, right? We're getting fight nights all throughout the week. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Like every week is yeah. a fight night, and then a pay per view. Yeah. Uncle Dana, Uncle Dana is really helping us out through this whole really thing. Is. Right? Is every weekend, every weekend, we're, and the, the talent is so like I remember. You know, you remember how when this thing first started going, it was so sporadic, and then it was like once a month maybe you would see these yeah. big deals, and, and they would have like these little sporadic fight nights where they weren't that great because the talent wasn't there. And now it's like the talent is so high in all the divisions that they can just consistently put out these high competitive cards. I know. Like here so. I am in Canada and I can see Dana White's contender series come on on uh, TSN and I'm just like ecstatic. It comes on late, but that's how they're feeding yeah. their new talent pool, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. You get you guys mean, to get in the gym and start going. I had, I had another question for you, but, since we're on this UFC yeah. kick right now, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll bring this question up. Do you think that Sugar Sean O'Malley should have been the co-main event in uh, the last UFC? I, I think so. I think that he's got it, whatever it is, right? Um, Man. I think he was on a streak. I think all of them. I think that it was unfortunate what happened to him. I think, like, do you know what his motor is and what it looks like? And then if you watch that replay and watch how it's like, you know, you get a bad yeah. real buddy, like, that's just a bad shot. But that's the second time. I don't that's necessarily a, that's the hate second it. Time. That's the second time he, get, he, he did something yeah. to his foot, well, right? It's like... I, I, I don't think that you let it happen again. Yeah. Uh, right? I mean, I think you take, you take injury out one time, right? You throw that... Like, for our performance, yeah. you throw the injury out if it's rough. 
right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, those things happen. I think that the second time it happens, I think now it's, you know, not that he's prone to those things, but just that maybe the universe is prone to him having those things, right? Maybe. So you just kind of got to let it go and see how it shakes out. I thought that it was setting up to be a super exciting fight. Like, I think those styles I, match. I, I totally, I totally agree see. with you. It's just I can that, see why it was where it was. I just I thought uh, Cheeto was going to win regardless, though. I have to be honest with you. It looked like he yeah. was he was a savage, and uh, yeah. yeah, terrible that he he got injured and people are questioning yeah. his victory. But uh, well, I was there. Yeah, boy, I mean, those... four fights, four fights in the UFC, and you're in a co-main event. And yeah. It's well, like, we've seen it before. We, I mean, you know, Dana likes to push the hot hand. Oh, I, guess, I totally you know. agree with you. I mean, that's what happened with Conor McGregor. But McGregor was able to back up what he was doing, and when he lost, yeah. he came back. Well, yeah, I think I think O'Malley. I think O'Malley might have been able. I think that's you know, O'Malley didn't lose necessarily. That's how I see it. But did he? But I mean, he lost. But like, <laughs> yeah. he didn't get beat. He didn't get beat. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't show up and it, get. On, you know what I mean? Like I will was, never forget that one of my instructors. I'll never. I'll never. I feel forget. like. I, I, yeah, I feel like. Here's the thing. I feel like. I feel uh, like if you think that that he, uh, that Chio didn't win because of injury, then you can't feel like uh, Stipe won either because that eye poke. Because that eye poke was nasty. Oh, but he got right? eye poked like, himself. I mean, we can discuss. I know. I'm just saying, like you know, I'm just saying you can't cheapen it by saying that it. You know, they got hurt. This is the name of that game. It's mixed that, martial arts. That is. That is the name of the game. Uh, yeah, I'll never much. forget one of my instructors telling me it's like if they, two guys get into a fight, right? And one guy gets knocked out, the other guy gets his hand broken. Uh, who won that fight? Yeah. Well, and he goes, the guy got knocked out because the guy got his hand broken. That hand is broke now for the next however long, you know? Yeah, maybe. Well, it's, 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 I mean, I, get, I see the sentiment. Yeah. You know, the argument in me is like, well, CTE and like that guy's going to have migraines for a couple of years. Yeah. Well, this is, of course, you know, this is before. <laughs> so true. So true, Brad. But I, I, I appreciate like the sentiment. Like, that's just the thing. Or it's one of those things where like if you got the guy to tap, you know what I mean? But that guy broke his hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, but you got him in an arm bar and you were able to get him to tap out. Like, the guy that broke his hand is the one that lost that fight. Lost that fight. You know what I mean? Even though you got the victory. Smart. Yeah. 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 Well, you, know, when you won the victory, but not the war. Yeah. Right? That's, that's exactly that's the it. Thing. All right. What do you got for me? All right. NCAA. Season's supposed yeah. to happen in the spring. I'm hearing schools might be shutting down. Yeah. What do you think about these? football players having to play in the spring and then come out and then having to be drafted yeah. if, they're, if they're able to be drafted and then perform at the NFL level. It's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. I think it really sets it back. I, it's interesting. I think the last couple of years you started to hear some push for, you know, paying athletes as a job, right? It's the mm -hmm. next level and all those things. And I think now you have to see that. I don't know how you look anybody in the face and say it's not, we don't feel that it's safe for you to be at school and attending classes mm -hmm. unless you're an athlete, you can come to practice. Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know where that give is. Um, and obviously you know, there's kids that are paying tuition versus kids that have scholarships. Uh, but I know that academically you, there's also scholarships. And so yeah. the academic scholarship kids don't still have to come to class. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we know that, right? So uh, it becomes a weird thing of how are they going to compensate those kids for the risks that they are asking them to take. Um, I don't think it's great. I think you're starting to see some athletes opting out and going like the, the guys that feel like they are going to get drafted based on what their portfolio already looks like. 
are opting out and going to train like at IMG and on some of these other high academies, and they're just going to train for the year to go into the combine. I heard, I've heard the, the combine potentially is going to be virtual, which is an interesting um, thing for me. I don't know how the scouts are going to feel necessarily with that. I mean, it's one thing to watch a guy perform on tape. Uh, I know a lot of tape goes into the scouting world, but I think scouts will tell you that seeing someone live tells you more about seeing a curated tape, right? And that's just kind of, no, I, I agree. I, I just it's, 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 for me, it's the difference between seeing somebody on social media and seeing someone in real life. Like I can yeah. curate what my life looks like to you on Facebook, but knowing me in real life, you would know what yeah. the most people. But about I've been I've been looking at a lot of uh, the posts that some of these student athletes are putting out there, and it's like you know, yeah. a lot of these students have ruined it because they're going yeah. to these parties and everything like that for them. Absolutely. And yeah, you know what? Absolutely. They have they have a good point because it's just like. Yeah. I know you're 20, well, whatever. It's like, yeah. but these guys want, like, they have something else that they want to do. Obviously, I'm not trying to say that yeah. these guys that are in their 20s that are going to school trying to get a higher education don't have something to do. But the ramifications in the now, you know what I mean? Because it is in the yeah. now. It, yeah. It's 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 killing these guys' career. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, the percentage of, of college athletes that go to play pro sports is small, but uh, I think those guys should be afforded that opportunity. I think it's a, it's a slippery slope, right? I mean, yeah. it really is, you have to have reform. I think you see, even in basketball, right, you've got Krzyzewski saying, oh, we need to play, we need the revenue. Like, right. Yeah. I, I, we understand that, that the sports programs, right, especially the high ones that everyone pays attention to, you know, the basketballs and the footballs of the world, uh, that they drive a lot of revenue for the schools that allow them to do so many great things. Yeah, yeah. But if your labor is free, and it's not free, right? They, they, you know, I don't know. I, it's hard. I don't know where the right answer on that is either, right too. For reform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of time. I mean, there's a time for reform. I think that time is now. And what the right answer is, I don't, I don't necessarily know, but I think it's a time to look through it and figure it out. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's got to be better than what it is. I think, yeah. you know, you read that book uh, about the Fab Five that Mitch Albom wrote, you know, and they talk about, you know, Chris Webber and Jalen Rose saying, you know, they were trying to scratch together $20 so the five, the Fab Five could go get a pizza. Right. And as they're walking from the dorm <laughs> to go pick the pizza up, they walk by the team store. All their jerseys are in the window with their names on them and their numbers. They're selling their likeness for like 80 bucks a pop. It's, it's you ridiculous. Know? And those five guys had to scratch together four bucks a piece so they could have dinner. Like that, but again, the 90s, right? I don't think colleges are that way necessarily now. I think they, you know, the athletes, you know, have a little bit more uh, better nutrition programs and those kinds of things. But I still think yeah. that's a real thing. I think that, you know, allowing those guys to make money off their likeness, uh, you know, I think that matters. So Absolutely. Absolutely. It is what it is. Okay. Well, I think that's time for today. Yeah, buddy. You know, I like um, it. Yeah, it's time I, to get I, the rest of the week. Absolutely. Um, so, guys, uh, we have our new website out now, uh, www.gbs.buzzsprout.com. You'll be able to get all of our uh, content in there. Plus, on top of that, yeah. we're at where, where's our what's our Facebook there, Brad? Uh, uh, guys.beard.sports podcast. Yes. Find us there, sure. Really on all platforms is where you can find us. Yes. Uh, YouTube. Anywhere you can podcast, you can find us on there. So Absolutely. thanks for your so, support. I think, you know, we're excited to be moving on this thing. Let us know what you would like to hear. Let us know if you have any questions about what we put out, what were your points. Let's talk about, we really feel like what we're missing in life these days is the social aspect. So let's get it uh, here, right? That's yeah. what we enjoyed it. So. And, 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 and listen, if anything we put up there, please send us your comments to it. Uh, guys.beer.sports at gmail.com. 
as far as comments on your uh, top uh, thrill of victory agony, this agony one. Just, give, just give us the one that speaks to you the most. If we yeah. were talking and you thought, oh, that reminds me of, man, put it in the comments. Like, and then we'll like, pull, let's, let's, talk, let's start our dialogue. Let's jump into it. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's talk. Yeah. And then we'll put it up on the, uh, on the social media and let's, let's, let's do that. Let's, let's, let's get together. On the social media. See, that's, why, that's why your wife calls you that thing. That's why I'm a Luddite. <laughs> on the social yeah. media. <laughs> well, not social media platforms. Not the social media. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> See, that's what it, you can't say the. That's like saying the Facebook man. You just feel like you're old. <laughs> All right. Have a great week. Yeah, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Peace. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Like us on Facebook at Guys Beer Sports Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at guys.beer.sports. When you do this, watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, where you can join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.